Hello, I'm Christina Glickman and welcome to Extra Life and Style Unscripted, the podcast. This show and my energy are like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday meets Gucci Love Parade. If you love that, I think you'll love this show. We'll talk about entrepreneurship, fashion, edgy motherhood, aging, everything in between to shift your energy into greater possibility for a life unscripted. Because after all, I built this show for you, for us. Let's go. This is a Soul Fire production. In this episode, I talk about the importance of honoring the endings in our lives and how we really, as a culture, don't do that. I mean, do we? We tend to just keep moving and moving because we're really good at that. And what I share is hopefully going to be a flip of a switch in your mind that helps us transition from resisting endings to acknowledging them and welcoming them in with gratitude to give space for the next. And don't forget the extra Love Army doors are open for any new members. You can always go to my Instagram at Christina Glickman to join us and find out more about what we do in this incredibly special community. Or send me a DM. If you know me, I'll always respond. It would also mean so much to me and the show if you would subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. It's how we reach more amazing people like you. So let's get into it. Hello, my loves. Today, I want to chat about this thought that keeps ringing in my head. I'm calling it the importance of honoring our endings. And if I think about why it's on my heart these days, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, certainly we are all in massive amounts of changes right now. And, you know, as we're getting to know each other on these episodes, you should know I I can't create an episode or a topic that doesn't sort of strike me in the moment. And In this moment, the idea of pausing and honoring the endings in our lives hit me really hard. So what do I really mean by that? Well, for me, you know, I spent most of my life actually dreading endings, really resisting them, pushing them away, fighting them off, really having anxiety about them most of the time and being upset over them before they most of the time ended. We're really good at that, aren't we? Um, Especially mourning the future of things that have not even happened. So what a useless way to spend our emotional bank account, but so we go. Now, not all endings of things are bad, to be clear, but the endings I'm talking about here are chapters, moments in time, seasons of life, sort of big feelings to things that may take a toll on us. And what I want to do and what I've been doing in the past couple of years is truly flipping the switch and how I look at the ending of things. And it's allowed me to try on life a little bit differently when I do it. So what I found is that when I can honor the ending of a moment in time, my gratitude is kicked into overdrive my entire state of being switches into more joy than kind of sadness over what seems to be feeling like the loss of something. So, all right, let's dig in here. I I always share that the title I wear most proudly is one of a mother, and it's really what defines me and will always be my greatest life's work. And Truly, for years, I pushed that away as an identity because, I don't know, culture always said, like, you have to be more than just a mother, and what does that really mean? And now, my goodness, I I 
full-heartedly went down the rabbit hole of motherhood. I love it. I'm all absorbed. Uh, Call it what you like. It's everything to me. So naturally, when my kids would graduate to another stage in life, and most of you know, so I have four kids ranging from the age of, you know, 25, 17. Oh my gosh, I can never even remember. um, 14 and 10. So we've had a lot of life stages here, a lot of different chapters. I always seem to mourn the last one they were in, without a doubt. I mean, I'd always even try to keep them younger by saying their age in months. Like when I remember when Racer was a baby, I would always say to Adam, oh, she's only 24 months old. He's like, she's two years old. And why are you using months? Because it sounded like she was more of a baby to me if I used months. And I just didn't want to see her in a light that she wasn't a baby anymore. And it sounds so silly, but there were always a chapter that I didn't want to leave. And, you know, even once Rocket, my last child, went to preschool and I was officially home in the morning, you know, without a child for what, like an hour and a half, some sort of joke when you send them there and you have to pick them up in like 10 minutes. But I used to think to myself, how do I walk around Target without a baby in the cart? I mean, how do, who do I even identify with? Like, I'm the woman that walks around with a baby. What's, how's that going to feel? Um, am I going to walk around like a sad sack, you know, counting the hours so I go to pick her up? And so my identity was wrapped up in these moments. So I always felt, you know, please don't make them end. And I want to be clear also, you guys, you know, not having a child tethered to me was always a nice freedom. I'm not crazy. But my point is that I was too busy mourning what was no longer here versus appreciating sort of what just occurred, what chapter I was in, what was the experience I had, and now what is the next one I get, right? So now when we have these milestone moments of, you know, graduating from eighth grade to a new school for high school or, you know, a child that hits a teenage year and, and wants more alone time or, you know, a job project that has ended and I've loved it so much and I loved the people that I was working with and it's no longer a part of it. Or even, I mean, I actually mean this and I'm not being funny, um, an article of clothing that I no longer use, but I reflect on because it was a super special outfit that I wore to an an event. Um, Whatever it might be, there's always a mourning of moving on. And so by honoring the ending of that period, whatever you guys fill in the blank, period, thing, moment, season, I try to thank it. And I try to reflect how grateful it was that I even had it. So what did I learn from it? What was amazing? What sucked? What part of this do I want to take with me and move forward? What part of it do I want to leave behind? And it's a level of acknowledgement and appreciation that for me moves my brain space from I'm sad and depressed that this is ending and all the reasons why like, oh, this was the greatest time in my life and will I ever get it back? Will I ever feel so happy? All of those things to wow, this was a greater experience in my life. I'm so happy I got to have it. Now, this might all sound like, I don't know, pithy or like we're trying to talk to ourselves in the mirror. But I'm telling you, if you try this on and if you come from a place of gratitude about the experience, even one that wasn't so great, it really changes even your physical body reaction to it. You know, moving on, if that's all you need, because sometimes you might need a little bit more to experience the end of something. If you don't even give yourself the opportunity to express that, you'll never know. I mean, most of the times when something is ending, we don't pause and be like, how did that make you feel? Are you ready to move on? Like, like we just go, right? We, it's like snap, snap, snap. We're moving on to the next. That's how we, this is how we do it as a culture, right? You know, the endings of a life that 
we thought we might have had in a relationship can be so difficult. Or friendships that evolve and change and take on a new shape on both ends, super difficult. You know, you're a stay-at-home mom that now works, or you always worked, but now you stay home. Or you're the friend that got married and you left the single sisterhood. Moving on is hard because we are ending something that was. And so if I can thank myself for those moments and honor that they shaped me, that they made me who I am, I can walk in gratitude for them. This gets harder and harder when the moments are more devastating and maybe not what you wanted. A divorce, a child that needs extra help, a startup company that is failing with every less dollar you had, a partner that could be ill or aging in a way that isn't really that awesome. In that moment, thinking this season does not feel nutritive or intuitive at all. It's like you probably want to slap me. But it's almost like it's inviting you in. Because the beautiful part of an ending means there's always something that's coming next. We get to create and shape that to the best of our ability. And I don't want to sit around in life and take what happens to me. I'd like to make it happen for me. And I just want to let you know that I'm not trying to be um, ignorant or blind to the fact that when things are bad, it's really hard to invite something good in. But it's, I can't live another way. I can't breathe if I don't have this injection of hope and belief that the end of something else means something good is coming. I have to believe the good is coming, even in this pandemic, because if I don't believe that good is coming, I can't get out of bed. So how? We tend to want to hightail it out of uncomfortable endings, right? Because that makes sense. Hurt feelings, uncertainty, usually saying, hey, sit there for a while, acknowledge it. Um, I'd rather poke my eyeballs out, thank you. And where is that rug? Because I'd love to shove it right under there really quick. But think about, you know, that last experience that you would call an ending for you. How did it feel? Are you still experiencing the ending daily, meaning that you haven't really wrapped up your feelings, so you're either stewing on it or it's not complete or you don't have an intentional end to it, but maybe you're not ready for that and that's okay too, but the sheer fact of acknowledging that something was coming to a close and how do you want to feel about that or handle it will only help you move on to another place that gives you more freedom and liberation because we know feeling is a way through, and that's a really good thing. So are there things in your life that you want to end? And again, that always sounds so sad, but it's not meant to be. For me, it's about taking control of your life and and asking yourself those questions. Because again, ain't no one going to ask you that, right? But are there things in your life that you want to end? Relationships, habits, practices, or just a way of doing life that you're just like tired of it. Like, I want that to end. I don't want to do that anymore. So some of these endings we bring on ourselves. Others we don't, like your child growing, which is, I'm grateful they're growing. But, you know, that's just what happens. But if we can create an ending to them that feels better, and we can seek something to be grateful for in each of them, and honor what they contributed to our life. Because I believe honoring the ending helps create space for the beginning. So I invite you in to a new way of thinking about our endings in hopes it allows for an even greater new beginning with a grateful and open heart to whatever comes next. Because I know we are ready. Thanks for being here today. 
Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next week.